Are Elon Musk and the European Union going to save us from big tech censorship and allow free speech to flourish? And if they do, and then Trump gets reelected in 2024, is free speech just going to go up in a puff of smoke? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Elon Musk bought just under 10% of Twitter. And he's a big Twitter user. And he had previously gone on Twitter and said, uh, I think that free speech is important for democracy. Do you guys, you know, what do you guys think? Is, is Twitter holding up their end on keeping speech free? And it was 70% said Twitter was not helping free speech. And 30% said, yeah, it's great. And he also mentioned at the time, he's like, be careful how you vote because it's going to have real impact on the world. And apparently what it meant was he was going to go buy $3 billion worth of Twitter stock. So Twitter's worth 30%. That's how you get, sorry, Twitter's worth $30 billion. He bought $3 billion. That's how it's 10%. And the next two, he's, that makes him the biggest shareholder. The next two after that are like mutual funds. Vanguard, which I recommend using, and then BlackRock's another famous one. And so... Elon is a big free speech guy. I mean, he talks about it a decent amount. And there's been a bunch of Twitter alternative websites, I don't know, Parler, etc. That have, basically, because they know Twitter doesn't have very free speech. Twitter really likes to censor people on the right. If you say, I mean, I don't know why this is right wing, but if you say a man is not a woman, for instance, that'll get you banned for life. So, you know, they don't censor... If something is true, if something is rock-solid true, like cats are not dogs and men are not women, that is not uh, a reason for them to not kick you off. They've got, you know, they got a couple things. they got their hate speech rules and they got their misinformation rules. And hate speech just means when your enemy says something you don't like, you call that hate speech. And misinformation rules means when your enemy says something you don't like, you call it misinformation. There's no, like, impartial way to determine if something truly was whatever. Like, you know, they used to kick people off if you say that uh, there's a good chance that the virus was leaked from a lab. They're like, that's impossible. And now, you know, after a year and a half of kicking people off of uh, the internet, now it's like, oh, you know what? It's starting to look like that. Not, it's, it's certainly not impossible. It, it may be likely, but it's not impossible. So, you know, just because you say something is true, I mean, that is absolutely no uh, get-out-of-jail-free card. And that pisses people off, and I think it pisses Elon off, and so he bought a big chunk of Twitter. Now, what he's going to do, I don't know. I mean, I doubt he's going to, you know, be, you know, it's not going to be total free speech on Twitter, I'm sure. You know, like, you can't go on there and spam the N-word, I doubt. Although I've said before, if someone wants to do that, then I just won't listen to them. It's very, very simple. But whatever, you can have some rules. And I think, like, this is what I want. I think the government could possibly pass laws that do this. Or Elon could maybe do it to Twitter if he's in charge of Twitter. But basically what it is is they need to they can come up with whatever rules they want, but they need to follow their own rules. Currently, they just say, oh, we ban hate speech and misinformation, and then they only use that to get rid of the people they don't like. They don't, you know, it needs to be impartially used. The rules, you, the rule, you know, it's like the law. The, raw, the law needs to be like, if you commit murder, and if person A commits murder and person B commits murder, well, then they both go to jail the same. Not like, oh, if a white person commits murder, you get off, right? That's how it used to be 100 years ago. I mean, exaggeration, but you get the idea. And so the rules just need to be enforced. And also, you know, uh, whatever. In a way, you can see that they're being enforced correctly and then enforced correctly. And a lot of this is, you know, now that Trump's gone... People are being less crazy. So, you know, if, if Trump wins, wins in 2024, I think people are going to be like, 
Oh my God, you're destroying democracy. You can't let people say that. Yeah, that's another thing. That's the that's the popular thing to say now. When your enemy is saying something that you don't like, then you just say, you're jeopardizing democracy. You're destroying democracy. It has no basis in reality. It's pure opinion. It's just a, an attack you use on your enemies. You're destroying democracy. You, over there. Person I don't like? Yeah, you. You know, like the classic example there is... Oh, you support 570 Black Lives Matter riots? Well, that's fine for democracy. That's helping democracy. And then you over there, you, you support one single January 6th riot? Total destruction of democracy. we got to kick you off the internet. You know, oh, you're, you're supporting racial justice, even though the end result is the murder of thousands and thousands of black people? That's wonderful. You freaked everyone out with the January 6th riot that didn't actually cause the murder of anyone? Uh, most evil thing in the world. Etc. You get the idea. So we'll just we'll see what happens with Elon buying Twitter. And so the European Union passed some laws the other day that may lead to even more free speech. I think the new rules. Okay, so the European Union has like 500 million people, and they're almost as rich as America. They're about you know they're about as rich as America. So whatever. When the European Union says something, uh, the big tech companies they kind of have to do it. Like that's a lot of their money comes from European Union users. And so they said a couple things. I think they said you have to allow for alternative app stores, you know, besides Google Play and the um, Apple Store, whatever it's called. Probably just the Apple Store. But so you need to allow other people to open up app stores. And the other one was you need interoperability between um, messenger services. So just how, like, you know, I can email you from my Gmail account to your Hotmail account. Or whatever, you know, your Yahoo account, your uh, your AOL account. Well, then, you know, if you use WhatsApp, then you need to be able to talk to people who have um, iMessenger or whatever Apple people have and Signal and blah, blah. And so Messenger things are interesting because they're encrypted. So, I mean, there's free speech there, you know, that no one can read it. You send it, you send a message to your friend through WhatsApp or iMessage. It's encrypted. No one else can see it. No one else can stop it. And so I think there's something, basically I need to do some more research or find the right explainer on YouTube, but there's something about these messenger things and encryption that can lead to some like real serious free speech. But I don't know enough about that to talk about it. But the App Store thing, I think this could be a real game changer. So it makes me think of a time, about four years ago, there was this, um, this app, I don't know, I think it was a, you know, it was a browser extension, it was an Android um, app, etc., you get it on your Chrome, on your computer, get it on your uh, phone with Android. And this thing was called Dissenter. And I think their tagline was the comment section for the internet. And basically what it meant, like I used it on my um, laptop more. So it just meant that there was like, a, you know, you installed the extension on Chrome and then just you're surfing the web. You'd have a little button there and you could see what dissenter people were saying about uh, each web page. Like, every single web page on the entire internet you could comment on. And as long as you had the extension or the app, you could read what those comments were, and you could comment on it yourself. So you could imagine, uh, you know, like you could go to the Wikipedia page on cat, talking about, you know, felines, and then you could press your button to see what people are saying about that page. And it could be, someone might say, cats are not dogs. And then the next person could say... Men are not women. I mean, it was just, it was completely and utterly free speech. You could say whatever you wanted. And like the thing about Twitter and Facebook and all those guys, um, they don't allow free speech 
they like to kick off people on the right instead of on the left. So people on the right will try and create like an alternative. Like I think Minds is the alternative to Facebook. Parler, Gab, those are alternatives to Twitter. There's a bunch of alternatives to Twitter. But long story short, none of those alternatives got anywhere. Like no one uses them. They're ghost towns. But this dissenter thing was taking off like crazy. Like, you know, I would just, if I went to a random Wikipedia page, there'd be comments on there and I could comment. Go to a random news article, there'd be comments I could comment. Like it was taking off. It was going to be as big as, you know, it was going to be big. It was going to be a humongous thing. And, but whatever, they allowed free speech. Like, you know, I think you could go on there. I don't know if you could say the N-word, but you could go on there and say just about anything you wanted. And so Google and Apple said, oh, letting people speak freely is against our terms of service. And so they said, you can't put it on anything that's Android. You can't put it on any iPhone or iPads. You can't put it on your Chrome browsers. I'm sure Microsoft took it off of anything that was Microsoft related. And it was just like one day I went to use it and it didn't work. And then it was gone. And the kind of funny thing about it is like they didn't invent that idea. Google, I think like 10 years previously, Google had invented a thing where you could comment on every page on the Internet. I forget what they called it. And um, pretty soon they're like, oh, my God, do you see what these people are saying when they can comment on the entire Internet? When people can speak freely, do you see what they're saying? So they Google shut it down. I mean, they invented it and then they didn't use it. But if people can open up their own app stores and Android and Apple are forced to allow those app stores to give you apps and not, you know, they can't like instantly take them away from you, then like that kind of, that dissenter, who knows, maybe someone will bring back dissenter. I mean, it was, it was a phenomenal thing. It was allowing so much damn free speech. It was crazy. And so I think this app store thing may, it may be a big game changer. Now the thing to mention is like America has way more free speech than European countries like you can go on Twitter in America there's nothing you can say that the cops will, well vir- there's virtually nothing that you can't say on Twitter where the cops will come to your door I mean they might kick you off of Twitter but cops ain't gonna come to your door but in European countries you can go you know you can go say whatever men are not women or you know say something about the tran whatever anything that's against the narrative you can go on Twitter and say something against the narr- narrative in European countries and they may send an actual police officer to your door and haul you off. So they're like, you got to have alternative app stores. And I'm sure they're going to put it in a bunch of carve-outs, but not if they allow free speech. But we'll see. Because if the European Union means says you have to have alternative app stores, and then America's like, well, you know what? Now that you got alternative app stores, I guess basically what it is, that means you open up an app store, you create an app store in America, that allows free speech, and then that could be that might that thing might take off. That might be crazy popular. So just another thing to keep an eye on as far as fighting over the narrative. Who gets to control the narrative? And so the idea of free speech is interesting. Like, if you ask someone, do they support free speech? At least Americans, pretty much they will universally say yes. But then you start asking, well, like, what about saying this? What about saying that? And they're like, well, not this. No, not that. Like, you know, supporting free speech. Depends on how far you want to take it, but it really means, I mean, the point of it is you support people saying stuff that you don't think they should say. And like, I think, you know, the the big ones right now in America are, um, can you say the N-word? Can you say the vaccines don't work? Can you say the election was stolen? And for me, I'm like, 
I'm not a weak-minded fool. If someone says the N-word, it's not going to make me racist. If someone says the vaccines don't work, I don't care. I know that they do work. And if someone says the election was stolen, I'm aware the election was just fine. But if you're not, you know, if you're a non-weak-minded fool like me, it's easy for me to say. Basically, I'm not weak-minded. Easy for me to say. And I think actually, I think actually the American public is not weak-minded. But that's what people think. People is like, these Americans, they're so stupid. They're going to believe anything they hear. And so that's why they're like, I support free speech. Except for this, 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 the, you know, the, the list is endless. So I learned after recording the rest of this episode that Elon Musk actually bought the Twitter stock maybe two weeks ago. And he just didn't disclose it until now. So he bought the stock, did the, you know, asked people on Twitter what he should do. But he'd already bought some Twitter and stock. And I don't have an opinion on that, but now you know as much as I do about that stuff. Twitter handle at Antiwoke Podcast. Tell someone about this. If just one of my 40 listeners told a friend, I would then have 41 listeners. I mean, think how amazing it would be to go from 40 to 41. Okay, thanks for listening.